0: About I want Ruth to be here. I don't even want to talk about it without Ruth. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so sweet. But you're going to have to
2: because
1: <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. It's an, an exciting week. Uh, I'm, been. I'm, you know, looking forward to weekend review for you to tell us a little bit about the evening and and the categories and the award and just oh my goodness. man i tell you what this it's that's been exciting it's been exciting i felt like a um a, a mother hen you know i was just Maybe waiting, waiting been been how much time how much time <laughs> i
0: just wish you had been there i really do <laughs> you would enjoyed it
1: that was good, good, good. And we got a good guest on tonight. You're yes. going to do the um, bio, right?
0: I will. I'll do right. it. I have it right here.
1: And I will try to step in for Miss um, Ruth in the part that she does um, in talking about the writing journey. And then we okay. have some questions. And then we're really going to let um, Edward tell, tell the story. Yeah. Good, yep. good. And I think that's going to... I think that's going to be... All
3: right, it. everybody. The open's coming up now.
2: All right. righty, Alan. Okay. Thank you so
1: much, sir. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Authors Up. Authors up! Authors up! You have tuned into ALH Broadcasting, part of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network, and you see we are missing one component yes. of our program. We're missing one of the bronze girls. Miss <laughs> Ruth is out of town this weekend, so yes. she's not going to be on with us. But that's not going to stop us from talking about her because you know how we do. Yep. So we're gonna be Body
2: talking her. <laughs>
1: a little bit. I see Linda's on the line. Good evening, Linda. Glad to have you with us. Everybody. And uh there's Miss Angie Oliphant from South Carolina. She is on with us tonight. And you know how we usually <laughs> Victoria, I don't know what we're gonna do with you. Do my you queen we're gonna <laughs> let her do the queen wave because I know she was definitely she's definitely Feeling like a queen tonight. Um, I know that we had talked about uh, the Achi Awards, and both Ruth and Victoria had been nominated yes. uh, to receive the award. And I told them this week would be an easy week in review yes. because they both won. They both won. Ruth won as radio personality of the year she did i was just uh, screaming i know you were i know you were and victoria one woman of inspiration so look i just just a little bit (laughs) tell tell me a little bit about what that night was like for you because they did it last night and some of the uh, uh i think um uh Ruth's speech, her acceptance speech is out there on Facebook for those who want to see yes, it. Tell, yes. tell us a little bit, uh, just a little bit,
2: just a little it bit. It was amazing.
0: It <laughs> was just amazing. Um, our chi is all about women supporting women, mm-hmm. and they created this space for women's achievements to be celebrated. And it and for me, it was just I, I was just glad to be in the room with <laughs> everybody and um. Just see the and everybody looked so nice. People came in with their gowns and oh, uh, somebody had on a crown and <laughs> it was just amazing. So I, I literally sat there most of the night in my category. Well, I was in two categories, but the first category I was in that was the first one that was done and over with. I didn't we didn't win that one. Ruth and I did not win that one. We were good, but sat there. Then Ruth's name was called for hers, and it was literally almost to the end. And and, and I was sitting like like. I had changed my shoes into my flat because <laughs> <laughs> my feet was to <laughs> be cute. And when they call my name, the tears just flowed. Just, and, and I got up there. I don't even remember what I said because it was so stupid. Really. <laughs> but I just I remember saying thank you to God, most of all, you know, for seeing me because I don't do what I do, you know, try to inspire people um, for glory or for an award. But this let me know that God sees me and he and I know what that means. He sees, yes. he sees me when I don't feel visible or I, don't, I feel bad about how I feel or I'm in pain. But, you know, this this was to let others know that this is what it looks like to push through the pain and to know that that was acknowledged you know, I'm I'm really going to stop talking because I'll start crying again. And, and, and it, 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 I've just been on the verge of crying ever, since last night. It was just it was an amazing evening. And for Ruth to win her, she she was just now she had a speech prepared and she was just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> see, I'm going to talk about it. She was a little nervous, too, because I think we both just didn't think we were going to win with all these talented, amazing, wonderful women all together to have your name called, it's just, it's overwhelming, it's humbling, and I'm just so very grateful. I, I really am just grateful.
1: Well, I am so proud of both of you and, and the the authors up ALH broadcasting family and SIBN and all of us are just elated elated that your hard work was recognized in such a phenomenal yeah. way. So we're just we're Thank just happy, so happy much, for everybody. you tonight, and we'll be talking about it a, a lot going into the future. It's just gonna have to I don't know sort of come up in conversation okay all right all right (laughs) because next week when ruth is here we'll have to talk talk
0: about about it again again, we're gonna
1: go back and forth back and forth with us (laughs) (laughs) but tonight we have a very very special guest with us and uh victoria why don't you go on and introduce him to our
0: listeners i surely will but well, you didn't have anything you were going to share about this week you're good who, who can top to, to <laughs> win an award right? okay oh, okay, okay. from archie uh, no i didn't have anything to report all right well let me tell you about our guest <laughs> yeah. so we can bring him on our guest tonight is edward giganji D- D- is that correct Giganji Yes, he is a retired customer service executive who was born and raised in New York City. He and his wife now live in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Diganji is the author of published nonfiction articles as well as short stories. He is a popular book club presenter and podcast guest. We're going to talk tonight about his book, The Gift Best Given, a memoir. And it is his first full-length book. So after a short break, we'll be back with Mr. Edward. So he'll be able to tell us all about his book, and we look forward to having him.
1: Well, good evening, Edward. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Author's Up. So glad to have you with us tonight. Good to have you.
3: Thank you, you Andrea, and congratulations, Victoria.
1: Thank you so much. I'm Thank sure you. that's
3: well deserved.
1: It is. Appreciate it.
3: It really <laughs> is.
1: Well, Edward, I told you that I was going to um, tell you why. Uh, I enjoyed this book so much. It gave me a peek behind the scenes to something that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And that is ice skating. Yes. I remember (laughs) as a a little girl uh, going to see the ice skating shows when I was in Washington DC and just watching the skaters glide across the ice and the costumes and the, the colors and all of those things. So I, I, I felt like I was a reporter behind the scenes, and I just got to, you know, really uh, get in on some secrets and stuff, you know. So I really, really enjoyed it, and it, it is an amazing story. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about your writing journey because uh, it, it says that you have written articles and you've written short stories, but this is your first full length book. And it that's is right. something that's so personal to you. And and I I want to, um, I don't even know where to start because there's so, so many things that, that I want to touch on and want the listeners to know about in terms of how this story even came to be. So would you start us off there, Edward, and just tell us how how you came to write this memoir about your mom?
3: Yeah, well, I was adopted at birth and really did nothing through my youth and my adulthood until 2017, when I was approaching my 70th birthday to, to go and delve into who the the woman was that had given me up for adoption at the time of my birth and i was very fortunate that my adoption had been privately arranged mm-hmm. and that's an interesting story all in itself but what that left me with or what my parents left me with was a copy of my adoption decree which had oh. their names on it and the name of their attorney who i somehow recalled from my youth and one other name a woman's name who i didn't recognize but intuitively knew that that's my birth mother Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: so i i went to the library and i got on ancestry.com i plugged in that name and and there was a, a tentative moment where my finger was over the keyboard and said should i press that key wow and and I did that and a, a wealth of information emerged. You know, there were census records and you know, vital type records. But the one that really impressed me or the one that drew me was a an immigration document, which was dated a year after I was born wow. for travel from Miami, Florida to Rio de Janeiro. And wow. that's really where the journey began. Mm -hmm. That's really where it was. The document was written in Portuguese. Oh. It listed my mother's name. It listed her address, which, Victoria, you said you came from New York City. It was a... she lived 15 minutes away from where i grew up
2: oh wow you know
3: i i could have gotten on the q44 bus and
2: I remember and, that bus. and taken <laughs> her
3: right to her street corner
2: oh So
3: wow. yeah but the interesting part was it said her occupation was an artista and yeah. i had no clue what an artista that was, was. <laughs> and it also had her picture and mm. that was that was really the the earth-shaking piece and mm-hmm. that's, that's where the journey began a lot of research from there but as far as the the writing process went as i as i began that search i took very very good notes mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i wish i
3: had organized them better because now if i <laughs> want to go look for something all i've got are are, are, are notebooks and i have to go flipping through pages <laughs> hoping, to, <laughs> hoping to find it but uh, at the same time, I I became involved in a memoir group at one of our local libraries. Okay. So I said, this if anything is a memoir or you know has pieces that lend itself to it, it's my search. So it, every piece of the search got recorded and edited and fine tuned as a as a step in in that search and as a memoir. And I eventually wound up with a fairly Healthy stack of of those essays from the time I first found that document. Wow! To a couple of years later, when we yeah were burying my mother's remains. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a story in itself, but that's <laughs> that's another chapter.
1: Well, Edward, I know that um, you have uh, a lot of people are. Look for uh, their birth parents, uh, but I don't know of many who end up being taken on the kind of journey uh, that you embarked upon to just delve into to who she was and what she did and the places that that she went and and something was very uh, instrumental with beginning to gather that that information. Tell us about the box.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it, it took some time i had my mother's birth name obviously and then i found out or i i found another document which list it was actually her her marriage certificate from seven years later which Whoa. listed her birth name plus another name norris mm-hmm. and i ultimately found out that she had adopted a stage name okay. very early in her career and she left home at 17. Wow! to travel across the country to join an ice skating troop in British Columbia. And I found out her name was Norris and that tended to open things up. So I looked for Genevieve Norris. By that point, I found out that she had been an ice skater and a a blog popped up, you know, somebody who just recorded their day-to-day activities. And this was a, a picker in Marietta, Georgia, somebody who went to to flea markets and antique markets and just bought little items thinking that she'd resell them. And when I opened up the page to this blog, there were several pictures of my mother. There was a copy of her first professional contract. And oh. I looked at it and I said, well, look at that. you know." I, and she explained, the woman explained, "You know, I have no idea who this woman was, but it was in the midst of, of women's history month. And she thought it was a glamorous era and a glamorous woman, so she bought it. So I got onto Facebook and I I had the lady's name and I started searching and I found three people with the same name, Mm -hmm. only one in Georgia and she had associations with an antiques mall. So I said, got to be her. Her. (laughs) So I I sent her a message on Facebook and in all my correspondence, and I corresponded with lots of people as I searched. I, I sent her a message saying, I'm investigating a possible family relationship. And I saw this information. Do you still have it? And probably about 10 minutes later, I got a message back saying, yes, I do have it. I'd love to talk to you, but I'm busy right now. I'll get back to you. So I took a deep breath and I sat there probably all evening watching the screen of the computer and no message ever came. <laughs> and it was it was probably the better part of a week. And finally I said, I'll send another message. And this time I was not subtle. I, I said, yeah, I'd really like to talk to you. Those pictures are of my birth mother. I was adopted. Yeah. Within five minutes, the telephone rang.
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: And, yeah, and the lady said, I am so sorry. I was busy and I forgot you. You need oh. to come here right now. Oh. Now, we're in North Carolina. She was in Georgia. So, you know, c- come here right now. But probably within a week, my wife and I were in the car and on the way to Atlanta. Oh. And all the way down, we said, OK, this woman is in business. She has something which has value. Mm-hmm. How much do you think we could afford to pay for this if she'll sell it? Mm-hmm. And we debated and I don't know that we ever came up with a price. My wife is very good that way. I think if, <laughs> if I said I will pay anything she asked, she would have said go for it. <laughs> but we got down there. We met the woman. Her husband came in. They came to our hotel. Mm-hmm. And we spent a few hours together going through the contents of that box. Wow. And there were a stack of promotional photographs of other skaters. And all of them were, were personalized and autographed to my mother. Wow and oh, wow. I was thinking okay now if I could find one of these people or two of these people still alive maybe they could tell me about my mother. Wow. So I started writing down names and Dan who is the woman's husband asked me what is it you're doing and I explained what I was thinking and he just shook his head he said you don't need to do that. He said we've just been holding this you know this box this is yours he said said, so we've just been waiting for you to arrive,
2: oh, and wow.
3: it, it was the first of Love so it. many acts of generosity by people. Mm-hmm. And they just sort of pushed. Uh, I'm sorry, they just sort of pushed that box across the table at me and and said, "Take it." Wow,
1: That's then, amazing! Wow. That
0: is amazing. It Edward, was it had, was wonderful.
1: With all of the information that you began to gather and. The different places that it came from, and the different people that you were able to talk to. Was there ever a time that that you got discouraged? Did you ever get to a point of saying, mm, I, "I don't know that." that I really want to keep doing this or keep working at this, because that's got to be a daunting task, as exhilarating as it might be <laughs> to learn you know, more about your mom and, and her life. But, but did you ever have those moments where you thought, mm,
3: maybe this isn't what I should be doing? Mm, I, I would tell you that at any given time, I was probably chasing down two or three or four rabbit holes. Okay, mm-hmm. And for the most part, they were active and rewarding. The only one which seemed to be a, a discouragement for a period of time was I was trying to find my maternal half-brother who I had discovered mm-hmm. existed. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. okay. And again, I sent him a letter saying, hi, you don't know me, but I'm, bi- I'm pursuing a possible family relationship. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are related. And the letter came back as undeliverable. Oh. So I you know, I traced down another post office box and I put the, actually put the same letter into a different envelope and sent it and that one came back as you know addressee unknown. I went oh, through okay. four or five of those and I I was I was thinking I would give up. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I went back to the blog of those people down in Georgia, I noticed that. Somebody had made a comment that years ago, he had grown up with my half-brother. Oh, he wow. had known his, yeah, you know, my half-brother's parents. And I looked and it didn't have any way to get in touch with him. But there's somebody else who I'd been corresponding with. And I, I told him that he said, get me his name. I'll find him. <laughs> And probably within an hour, he sent me back an email saying, "Here's his email address." And I,
0: oh my goodness, look how these connections I, just came oh, together. This, yes. you know, this has been
3: three years like that, and they're still happening. But you oh. know, so I contacted that person, and again, I said, "I think I po- might possibly be related." And he called me, and we had a oh, discussion. Man. He told me that my half-brother had been in a a calamitous fire in 2015 and had spent the better part of three years either in the hospital Mm -hmm. or in a rehabilitation facility and that's why he hadn't been getting my letters and Uh, i said will you please pass on this message i'd really like to talk to him so probably a week later he called me back and he said here's yeah here's your brother's phone number he didn't know at that point he was my brother
2: okay he uh-huh. said but he's
3: expecting your call and i i called him and it was you know he and i could not be any less like <laughs> and yeah we had a very brief conversation <laughs> and this was the first of several episodes where he said and i told him why he why I was calling and what the relationship was, and and there was a pause. He said, "Okay, just now, what kind of kin are we?" <laughs> and I, I explained. He said, "Well, I have to go now. I, you know, I I've got to take my wife for a walk." Turned out that you know he his wife was also in that same same rehab facility, oh, wow. and that's where they had met. He said, "But I'll call you back." And it was it was like the lady in Georgia. The call never came and And finally, it did. And we had another good conversation, but it ended with that tell me one more time, what kind of kin are we <laughs> and I would tell him I said, "I said, "You and I have the same mother. Oh. we have different fathers mm-hmm. and there was just silence and you know, and that as I think back on it, that has to be rather a kind of an earth shaking message to get." Yeah. Mm -hmm. and but we arranged for my wife and i to travel to georgia again which is where he was living and to visit with him and we went down there and and his friend who had been the the person who put us together was there with us and we took my brother out to dinner and we talked and you know, periodically I'd go and wander off someplace. We went to Golden Corral because we thought it's a good place. If if the moment <laughs> got awkward, you could walk away.
2: Yes. So Plenty of I'd distractions here.
3: I'd go and get some more, I'd go and get some more salad. He'd get up, he'd go and get a piece of steak. But on the way back, you know, he we were talking again and he again he said, Cheryl, this is his wife, wants to know what kind of kin we are. <laughs> I, I said, Ted, yeah, you know, I said said we've talked about it before. I said I said you and I are half brothers. We have the same mother, and you know, you could hear the 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 brain going. Mm -hmm. And he said, "I don't know how that can be." He said, "My mama and my papa always ice skated together." Wow. I said, "I don't think so."
0: Oh wow.
3: I said, yeah, I said, I know where I said, I know where our mother was when I was conceived. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: She
3: was in San Francisco. She was with the Ice Follies, and it was August of 1947. And when we got back to his apartment, he disappeared into the bedroom, and he came out with a big roll of posters. It was kind about the size you would see in a, in a movie marquee.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And he unrolled the first one. It was from 1945. And it was from Holiday on Ice. And he said, my mama and my papa always skated together. And he had the list of all the performers. And he he ran his hand down the list. And there was his daddy, Ted Meza. Mm-hmm. And he kept on going because Naris would come after Meza. And she was not there. So he rolled that one up and went to 1946 same story wow and he, he unrolled 47 i said ted i said you know i said your daddy may be there your mother was with a different group in a different place yeah and he looked at it he kind of went down there's ted Meza. no genevieve <laughs> naris he rolled up the posters took them back into the bedroom came out with a big photo album <laughs> And my mother kept immaculate records, photographically, of of mm-hmm. every place she had been. They were wow. labeled. They were in date order. If oh, there were other okay. people in the picture, she had their name there. And and he started in 1942, where she first started skating. And you know, and I'm sure some of your listeners may remember the little black and white brownie snapshots. Yes. And yes so she started in 42 and we flipped the page and a sure. couple of pages later we 1943 and and this went on now we got to the end of 1946 and i stopped him i said ted you know, i said you're gonna flip that page i said i i know my mother was born or i was conceived in san francisco in august of 1947. and he took a deep breath now every photograph in there was black and white As he flipped the page in the middle of that page, the next page was the photograph that I, I don't know how to do this. I used on my cover, it was color. Yes. And what is it labeled? It's labeled San Francisco, August, 1947. (laughs) And he just sort of looked at it and I, I wanted to say, I told you so. <laughs> but I didn't, yeah, I just explained. I said, your daddy traveled with the holiday on ice for years. I said, but you know, I said, our mother and her partner joined with ice follies in January, and then ice follies spent the summer in San Francisco every year. That's where it was taken, and that's that's where I come from. Okay. And- and he kind of folded up the book and put that one away and he came back and he said would you like a beer and we we had a beer and we just sort of made chat about things other than yeah than, than yeah. our mother and yeah he told me a little bit about his accident oh, okay everything else and finally i you know i said ted i brought you a piece of paper i made a copy this is my adoption decree Hmm. And I said, and it has my parents' name, and it has their lawyer's name, and it has their mother's name on it, her signature. And by that time, I knew I knew her signature. Yes. Because it was yes. very distinctive. And I handed it to him, and he looked at it. He just stared at it, and he handed it back to me. And I said, that's a photostat. I said, it's got no real value except to me and to you. Right. I said, if you would like to keep it, you know, that's fine. So he did, and we left him down there. Later that week, he and I spoke by telephone. He said, well, I took that paper down to the to the rehab facility where I was. Mm-hmm. And he he had a trusted person down there who I think was the administrator. And he said, well, I showed it to Mike. I said, well, what did Mike say? He said, well, he, he looked at it and he asked me if that's mama's signature. I said, what did you say? <laughs> he said, Well, I told him, Yeah, that's mama's oh, signature. Yeah. Okay. And I again they're just silence. I said, Well, what what did Mike say? He said, Well, Ted, if that's your mama's signature, it looks like you've got yourself a brother. <laughs> and uh, from that awesome. moment on, there was never a question, never a wow. doubt. And yeah, you know, wow. he's he's been more than embracing. We've, you know, we talked yeah. frequently, we visited several times. A number of the photographs in the book come from, you know, come from his collection, his mother's album.
0: What a treasure cult that was when you first saw that. Yes. Oh good Yeah, yes. the,
3: you know the picker's box was the real turning point. But then,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, then having all of that information, the photographs that that Genevieve had, that that my brother still had. Yes. and those so, those
1: are are priceless. I so enjoyed them, and so glad that you included them in the book. They, yes. They're just they just yeah. Beautiful. There
3: are so beautiful. many more. Oh my yeah, gosh. There really? really are. And yeah. the photographs of the people who, you know, who gave pictures to her. Mm-hmm. You know, the women were so young and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at, at the time, she was she was probably the oldest of that group. And, and she was only 22.
0: Wow. Wow. You know, and <laughs>
3: it's funny. We did make contact with one of the women whose pictures was in there. Really? Yeah. And that was, she was a remarkable woman. I, she took some searching, but I found her son and he you know he called up i i did the same thing i actually i didn't i by that point i was i was finished with the smoke screen i just wrote and said this is a picture of your mother i'm looking for for things about my mother yeah and he called up he was excited he said i'm going to go and i'm going to talk to my mother and he called back a couple of days later and he said, my mom yeah, remembers your mother, remembers this picture, and she'd love to talk to you.
2: Oh, awesome. said, oh That's Sounds great. Timeless, he said, like you said. Oh, yeah, he goodness. said,
3: there's only one problem. I said, what's that? He said, mom's in a memory care facility. Okay, okay.
2: I said, oh, no.
3: And okay. he, But he he must have understood what I was feeling. He said, the bad news is she can't remember what she had for breakfast this morning.
2: But the good remembers.
3: news is she could tell you every day of 1947.
1: That wow. Happened. Isn't that something? That's something? Yeah. Wow. That is really that's
3: and really we we talked by phone for over an hour and she was a delight. And and my wife and I traveled to Minneapolis and went and visited with her sometime later and awesome. spent four hours with her.
1: Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Victoria, do you have a, a, a question for for Edward? I could talk, let him talk for <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I've been enjoying it. I know minutes, but I've been enjoying listening to um, the story. And, and you know, on authors up, of, we I always say this, this is my tagline: get the book. <laughs> I want right. our, our listeners right. and our um, viewers to get the book. What a story! I'm just really impressed about how God connected all those dots for you yes and it, it is was a blessing and i have i have said more than one time that facebook facebook has connected us in ways we don't even understand fully you know i don't think the creators of facebook knew what they were really doing when mm-hmm. they created a platform because i've been able to get in touch with my classmates you know from back in the day but none, nothing like the story that you're you're telling tonight. It can
3: be used for a great deal of good. Yes. It can be used for bad too. Well, we
0: know that. But we yeah, there's a them. lot of good
3: there if it's used well.
2: Mm-hmm. And awesome. you,
3: you know, you you talked about God blessing me with the ability to to connect all these dots. I think the greatest blessing was, you know, my mother had the resources to manage her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. In secret, which I, you know, I I feel terrible for her to to have to, you know, have to have done that. She managed to go to a place where she was cared for. And at a time when terminating a birth was not an acceptable thing, she had the option. And she weighed all the possibilities and she made the most difficult decision, I think, which was, I'm going to have the baby and I'm giving him away. Right. And, you know, back then you didn't get a lot of choices. She created her choices. She had a a list of what she wanted for me. And, you know, and she was blessed and my adoptive parents were blessed. They all those pieces came together and, you know, here I am.
0: Look at that, look at that. Well, we talked about a little bit about you writing this book, but um in our in your bio, you talked about articles and, and short stories. Are they available anywhere for uh, us to read? Actually, they're not. Well, okay. yeah, they could probably <laughs> be traced
2: down yeah,
3: i've I've written about everything from fly fishing to Appaloosa horses to adoption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, November is National Adoption Awareness Month, okay. and I, I did author an article which is going to be published in a number of places in New York and
2: Good. in North
3: Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in widely; they're they're local journals, local magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very possible that you know if, if you Google and use my name and adoption okay. other than this book, one of those, one of those might come up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I like the way you say that Google you. We have a term that we we joked on here. You are google <laughs> <laughs> If we if we can Google your name, you are Googlelicious.
3: <laughs> google is Google is our friend.
0: He is. He is. I love google. Do You well, know what the
3: interesting thing.
2: Yeah, go ahead. The, go ahead.
3: the interesting thing was is you know, I, when I was a, a young child, I used to ask my adoptive father, where was I born?
2: Mm-hmm. And I
3: don't know if he might have just you know, felt awkward given right. the circumstances. But yeah, he said, well, here in New York. I said, no, what hospital?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He said, well, some little hospital uh, you know, on the east side. What hospital? Well, it doesn't exist anymore. And the hospital didn't exist. I found out that the hospital actually closed down in the early 1950s. It was called wow. the Lexington Hospital. Wow. It was on the corner of 55th Street and Lexington Avenue. And unless something has changed, it's probably the only thing on Google or the <laughs> only thing that you, you would Google find? that is not there. That
2: is not there.
3: <laughs> I went through pages and pages. Wow. And the only other mention I found was, was somebody on adoption sites saying, I was born at Lexington Hospital. Does anyone know anything about it?
2: Wow. I
3: eventually kind of backed into it by searching in a 1948 Manhattan telephone directory and wow. there was Manhattan hospital. There was a phone number. And, you know, so I, I think I Googled the telephone number at that point. Uh, And I, all of a sudden I started finding information.
0: I think I have an, an idea for your next book is yes, you okay. sound like a great FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> you can find every, it out. Time you, can it. FBI. It out. If you want to find it. Talk to <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm gonna go and get myself a badge. <laughs>
0: because you know, I and, and my husband loves ancestry. He just loves finding it about his family, and he's got pages and everybody linked to everybody. And actually a cousin of mine found us because my husband had all these links out there to the family so ancestry.com is is really a good thing and it's just hearing your story tonight is just wonderful tell our listeners and our viewers where they can find your book and how they can get in touch with you
3: well, they can find the book pretty much in any independent bookstore. It can be okay. ordered there. Okay. Uh, it could be ordered through any of the online retailers. Obviously, Amazon is the biggest one. Yeah. And it's available <laughs> there both as a print book or as an ebook. Okay. Uh, on my website, which is www.diganji, D I G A N G I, author. Dot com, okay. uh, they can order a book using a credit card, and I'll be happy to sign it and and personalize it and mail it out. Awesome. books go out the next day,
2: okay. and I've,
3: I've, I've fulfilled lots and lots of requests that way. Um, so I guess those are the, the three best options at this point.
0: Good, good. Like and, I said, listeners, gotta get, y'all got to get the book. I mean, yes, there's yes. so much more in the book that we were not able to talk about tonight but yeah. just hearing that little bit i tell you I, i'm just very i'm I'm just impressed with you that you stuck well, you in you. there and, you. and did all that and, and found out all this information about your mom it's just it's beautiful I tell you my yeah, cheeks hurt that, from smiling so much
2: <laughs> yeah
3: there are two parts you know i've told you an awful lot about my search and the other part yeah. is you know are my mother's travels from the time she left home to the yes. To the time she placed me for adoption. And that's that's a wow. story all to itself. And you know, it was unexpected that I wrote a book that kind of became a, a tribute to her. Yes. Because yes. I think she, you know, she was a very focused and strong woman who, you know, who was ready to do the right thing. You know, she had a you know, a quote unquote moral compass. Yeah. And yeah. she followed it. She knew what was right and she she pursued it. If you know, if I had one regret out of this whole story, uh, it was she passed away in 2014. I passed, I started to search in 2017. Oh, wow! You know, I would yeah. like to have been there Never. to tell her, yeah. it was. I just wanted to tell her, you did good, you know, yeah. what uh, you the yeah, tough yeah. choice you made worked out for the best, yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. yeah.
3: Oh,
1: I tell you what. This has been this has been delightful, delightful, and and you are right. There's there's so much uh, to her story. She was a remarkable woman uh when, to when to have left home so early. I mean, yeah. I, mean I can't imagine Mm-mm. traveling
2: Mm-mm.
1: the way not that today. She traveled
3: mm-hmm. at, no, Not today.
1: Yeah. Not, no. not even mm-hmm. then. <laughs> you know, yes, yeah, she was, was
3: she was a remarkable woman and she yes. continued a career up almost up to the time that she passed away in nineteen eighty eight.
1: And
0: that's, and that's, that's love of those ice capades too at New York. Oh man, I would go yeah. every yes. year. I had to go see the ice capades. Loved that's it.
1: right. That's right. I loved it. Loved it. Well, Edward, thank you so much for for being with us tonight. Well, thank and you for, for sharing, inviting me. Uh sharing such a, a wonderful story. Uh listeners, the gift best given, a memoir.
2: Yeah.
1: You want to get it. Yeah. You want to have yeah. it. Book. You want to read it. It <laughs> is it is just it is wonderful it is wonderful and i i don't know how i don't know how you managed to do it and get it all together and write it so beautifully but you have done a wonderful job and i know that she would be very very proud I, I love what? to
3: hear that. Thank you so much.
1: I, I know that you would. Well, that's it for us for tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, we will be back here next week. We are always here on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. If you find us any other time, we'll be right here.
0: Well, they can find us on Saturdays at 7 for Saturdays a replay.
1: At 7 there will be a replay. Absolutely, Victoria. <laughs> and so if you missed us today, if you enjoyed the program, today. They share with somebody else and tell them to tune in on Saturday evening so that they can hear more from um from Edward DeGanji. Thank you so much again. Thank you all for listening. And you know you will never know what's gonna happen on Authors Up. That's so true. be back here Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Good night, everybody. Good night, Edward, and yeah, thank, thank
2: you. Thank you, Edward. Edward. Good night,
3: thank you both. <laughs>